0: Welcome back to Wind Down with Kev. It's been a minute, but we're back. It's been a busy year. I became a business coach with Craig Wiggins Coaching. I published a book with JM Publishing, and I became a best-selling author. Definitely didn't see that one coming. I've been running around the country, speaking, traveling, and enjoying every minute. But now it's time to get back to podcasting. This is my favorite format for sharing amazing conversations with incredible people. Welcome to season four, Behind the Red Doors. Come on in, check it out. I have incredible guests lined up just for you. Welcome, welcome, everybody, Wind Down with Kev, season four, episode two, Behind the Red Doors. So happy to have my guest today, all dressed in red, the wonderful attorney, Crystal Young, Esquire. (laughs) Woo! Crystal, talk to the people, tell them who you are, For anybody that doesn't know who you are, tell them who you are.
1: Well, first off, thank you, Kevin, for having me yes. today. I'm very honored to be here. My name is Crystal Young. I am a real estate attorney. I am an author yes. of a best-selling book. Yes. You too can be a homeowner. Yes. Um, I am a mentor. Yes. I'm a friend, I'm a, <laughs> you know, I'm a daughter. So. Yeah, I do. Um, I, I, I do this thing called real estate. Yes, <laughs> I represent buyers and sellers and banks. Um, my passion is first time homebuyer. OK, OK. Yes. Hence the book. You too can be a homeowner. There's so many people that are nervous. To mm-hmm. purchase their first home, mm-hmm. they're scared to purchase mm-hmm. their first home. So I wrote this book as a way to encourage them that listen, you too can be a homeowner. Yes, we know on my Instagram, I'm showing you know people celebrating and people that thought they couldn't purchase a home, they ultimately did it. So yeah, Let, let's so that's let's who stay I
0: am. let's stay right there in this place and let's talk about it. And for those who don't know where we are, we are in East Meadow, borderline, Nassau, Suffolk County, 487 New Bridge Road. It's the palace, you gotta come and check it out. This is the place to be, and this where we are. But let's stay in that place talking about first-time homebuyers. Why are people, why do you think people are afraid to take that step to buy a home?
1: Yeah, that's a really good question. Why people are afraid is because of what society tells us, okay, The home, the upkeep, the down payment. Can I afford to purchase a home? They're nervous that, you know, foreclosure, you hear about the economy right now and, you know, the what ifs. (laughs) If I lose my job, what happens? Will I be able to pay my mortgage? They don't know that there's mortgage insurance that you can take that protects you against missed payments. They don't know that you can put a minimum amount down in terms of a deposit a down payment, they don't know about the grants that are available that help you with your down payment. So it's really the fear comes from the unknown. Their parents didn't own, and if their parents owned, their parents didn't show them or teach them, you know, okay, so this is what you have to do. There's been no one to really walk them through that process, and that's why I'm so passionate about a first-time homebuyer because, you know, I know it can be done. I waited a very long time to purchase my first home when I could have done it years prior. I was representing people younger than me, significantly younger than me before I purchased my first home. And I would just always say, man, and I would still make excuses. Oh, well, they're married. Well, their parents maybe gave them some money. And I even made those excuses. So. Yes, there are a ton of reasons why people are afraid, but you shouldn't be afraid because there are programs out there and there's not one person out there. If you are breathing, you can own a home.
0: And what what I love is I was trying to keep up with notes, but you dropped about five (laughs) jewels for every fear, for every false evidence that's appearing real, every reason that people have not to buy. You gave answers. Let me see what I caught. You I caught low down payment. Yes. I caught grants, I caught special programs. Yes. What did I miss? What else is is stopping people from taking that step from going from renter to owner? What else is in the way?
1: Yeah, you know, the convenience of renting. Yes. You you mentioned renting. Renting is very convenient. You know every month that you, Pay this landlord, and God forbid there's a problem in the house. The toilet backs up. Yes. You know, the the roof caves in if you're renting a home. You know, all I have to do is call the landlord. Yes. But just as you call your landlord, if you own a home, who do you call? You, you call, you know, you call a plumber, you That's call it. a, you know, so, so same thing. And you can find a cost of, of efficient, a professional to help you yes. if necessary. So it's, the fears are unwarranted, yes. but I understand yes. because this is what you know, the society sometimes imposes fear in us. You know, you watch the news, you know, and you just see this. We're in a recession. You watch the news, you see the interest rates, yes. you know, were 3% and now they're 6% or 5%, whatever they are, not realizing that, you know, when my parents purchased their home, it was 14%. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, yes.
0: So, regardless, people need to live indoors. Yes. And mortgages are very close to rent price. But I want to ask you something in your book, wonderful book, best selling authors, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't have it, the book, You Too Can Be a Homeowner, is right there. Um, what we shared before we went, on camera, um, you put your own personal story, your own journey to home ownership in the book. Talk about your journey from finally building the confidence. Talk about some of the fears that you had and overcame it.
1: Yeah, definitely. So I grew up in a home. My parents owned our home, but my parents. So it was mom and dad. My fear was that It's just me. Yes. How am I going to maintain this home? I use the fact that I was a female. Yes. You know, and I'm not handy. Yes. You know, I use the fact that it's just one income and what the what ifs. What if I lose my job? Will I lose my home? I use the fact that I was a paralegal for 10 years and I represented big banks in foreclosure proceedings. So that in itself was enough for me never to want to purchase (laughs) a home because the borrower, the homeowner would call and say, hey, we just got served with paperwork because you know we stopped making mortgage payments and they would tell me every reason why right. they were in foreclosure they were in foreclosure because of a divorce they were in foreclosure because of a job loss they were in foreclosure but the number one reason during that time, a lot of people were in foreclosure is because they weren't knowledgeable about the process and what they were signing at Absolutely. the closing table. Absolutely. So I worked in foreclosure during the mortgage crisis. I,
0: I knew I could time it by the conversation you're talking 2008, 2009 when everybody 100%. qualified for everything yes. and then all of a sudden the yes. ARM mortgages showed up yes. and no one could, could pay it.
1: You're 100% correct. So that is why people went into foreclosure because and what is now an ARM mortgage. Now yes. this is an adjustable rate mortgage, an ARM loan, adjustable rate mortgage for all you out there. Yes. Adjustable rate mortgage is an ARM loan. And an ARM loan is a loan where you pay a certain interest rate to start and then years later, maybe five or six or seven, eight, 10 years later, it then adjusts yes. and now your interest rate is more, much more or significantly more what than what you were paying initially. And so now they realize, okay, well I was comfortable paying $2,500 a month and now it's jumped to 3,500 or 4,500 a month and I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't plan for it. And so that a lot of people during that time would end up in foreclosure. Now, it's not that easy to get a loan as it was then. It's easy to get a loan in the sense that you have income, you have credit, then yes, you can get a loan. So we never want to discourage anyone because anyone would qualify for a loan, but just not as long as you have a pulse like it was in If if you're breathing,
0: we'll make make the rest of it up. as
1: long as you can sign your name on the dotted line, you would, you know, qualify essentially for a loan. And so... That's, you know, so that's my story. so now once I came out of foreclosure, I started to represent buyers and sellers. And a lot of them, like I said, were much younger than me at that time. And I'm like, how are you
0: doing? I'm doing the math. And
1: I'm like, yeah. And it actually took. Uh, Ray Soros. I'm actually going to say his name, Ray Soros. He's like, why are you rinsing? Nice. You know, and I'm like, I, you know, like, you know, what? This is this is someone I'm working with. He knows my income. I'm like, I, I, I don't know. Yes. You know, I'm stuttering. Yes. And he's like, listen enough is enough, you need to purchase a home. My mom would ask, <laughs> mom say, when are you gonna buy a home? I don't know, When I, maybe when I get married, like you <laughs> were, when you got a home, yes. you know? So, yeah, so, so hearing, having someone ask me, yes. what are you doing? Wake up, purchase a home. That pushed me in the direction I almost needed and out, even though I had all the examples in the world to purchase a home, I'm representing all these clients that are now purchasing homes. I needed a essentially a mentor to push me to purchase my first home.
0: I wanna I want come back to that. I gotta freeze that point because I wanna ask you about mentorship. Uh, thank you, Ray, for asking the right question. There's power in questions. Especially when you verbalize your answer, yes, and the excuse no longer sounds right when you say it out loud.
1: Exactly, a hundred percent.
0: But let me get let the people get to know you a little bit. You are Crystal Young Esquire, attorney at law. Yes. Um, briefly, I heard you talk about your path to becoming a lawyer was not traditional. Yeah. You didn't leave high school, go to a four year college, and immediately go through a three year law school. Talk to talk to me about your journey to becoming a lawyer.
1: Yeah, uh, that's it's it's a journey that I didn't expect for sure. <laughs> um, so I wanted to be a child psychiatrist. Wow, <laughs> that's what I wanted to do. My mom worked in a psychiatric ward for children. Okay, and wow. um in a hospital. Wow, and I just always always admired what she would you know deal with with regards to the children it wasn't easy but she did it and she would tell me the stories and i you know it was whoa you're dealing with a lot but ah that sounds interesting It sounds like something maybe i want to do so after high school i actually went to the university of maryland at college park okay i went go terrapins right exactly (laughs) go terrapins so I, I went for two years. The summer after my second year, I came home and decided to stay home. I got a job that summer at two places. I worked in retail, okay, and I also worked, um, I got a job at a law firm. Okay, At the law firm, I was the bookkeeper's assistant. So I, they would send me to get snacks in the middle of the day. I would go to the bank and deposit checks. I opened all the files that were coming you in. You took
0: the puffy journey. <laughs> yes, you exactly. Were intern, you were running around.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and that was my that was like my second job because I also worked in retail and okay. I was doing that. So. I did both jobs. I decided not to go back to school. I moved out of my parents' house. I, um, and I just worked both jobs. Um, working at the law firm, they then saw, okay, well, you're opening these files and going to get snacks. Someone just left, you know, the, the, the paralegal assistant just left or got fired, whatever it was, <laughs> right? Well, Crystal, we need a spot. Go sit over yes. there, you know? And so now I'm a paralegal assistant. Paralegal leaves. Okay, you know what? Wow. Paralegal. The paralegal supervisor leaves. Okay, Crystal, you're supervising. You're helping everyone anyway. So at that time, I said, you know what? I might as well go to law school because I've now hit the pinnacle of, you know, the being a paralegal. So, I'm the so let me take a time on I, I got to stop you. You said
0: I got to yeah. stop you sometime. <laughs> Right place, right time. Right. There's so many people listening to this podcast right now that have had those opportunities. Right. But maybe when they took that next bump, right. said, I can't be a supervisor. I never did it before. Right. What gave you the internal confidence that every time that it was offered that you were able to say, yes, I can do this?
1: I watched what everyone was doing and I just believed I could do it. Yes. I said, well, well, what makes you different than yes. me? And I was much younger than everyone at the firm, too. But at some point I was managing everyone that was, you know, the youngest one managing everyone because, you know, I just felt like I can do it. I never even looked at one of the attorneys like, oh, you know, you're smarter. Since I remember a time I was on vacation and the attorney called me and said, Crystal, I got to go to court. I don't know what to say. On vacation, I'm like, and I'm walking them through. I remember standing in a corner telling them what to say, what was going on on the file, what, you know, what the law, you know, you're going to cite. And that's really what pushed me because I said, you know what, every time I got the bump up, it it, it was easy.
0: <laughs> I are. just
1: felt that-
0: You're the literally, there's yeah. um, three words I've been using lately. Competence, confidence, and consistency. Right. It sounds like every time you had an opportunity to do something, right. you gonna say, I'm competent, I'm good at it. Right. And as you became competent, more competent, and now you can be consistent.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: That's wow. really
1: good. I love that. I have to use that. No, yeah, that's I mean sure. that's a, it's a
0: wonderful thing. And you're, you're you have to be competent in something and you're yes. demonstrated and you did it at several levels and now you're getting paralegal pay. Yes. But you're doing lawyer work. Yes. Exactly.
1: And that's what pushed me to left. <laughs> because I said, listen, I am doing all this work yeah, and they are showing up in court and you know and and, and that's it. Look, <laughs> you look know in the I'm park. doing all this paperwork and everything. I say, you know what? And by that time, eight years into the firm. Remember, I had only had two years in college. Right. So I said I knew at some point I would need to at least get my bachelor's. Because right. you know it's like you just you need your degree. Right. That's right. what I heard. My whole you know you get your degree, you get your degree. So it was like eight years in. I went back to school. I went to SUNY Old Westbury. Okay. To, for two years to get my bachelor's, and once I went to SUNY Old Westbury, I was like, this is very easy. Nice. <laughs> you know, I nice. Was, and it was easy in the sense that I was motivated and now I'm all these years older. So you're
0: not there to play now?
1: Yeah, like now you don't
0: care when the party is or none of it.
1: I'm working two jobs and I'm going to school at night. So at this point, there's no time I'm in class. Somebody want to play. I don't have time for it. Yes. I'm in and out. I'm not making friends. Yes. It's, you know, in and out and that's it. So I got through it. I went through the summer and everything to graduate early. And I did those two years. And at that point, I said, well, why not go to law school? It can't be that hard. Keep going. And. Listen, the, uh, law school is not a walk in the park, but it's still, I had the mentality that I'm gonna go in here. I'm not gonna play. I still had the two jobs. I went at night and I went through the summer so I could graduate early. I wasn't there to play. Right. So, you know, so that's kind of like the story. But Which law school? Toro. Toro, okay, I know Toro. Yeah, I chose one law school, I applied to one law school, not to say anyone should do this, Mm -hmm. but I chose Mm -hmm. one law school because I said, you know what, this is close to my house, I can't go. I could you could go wherever, you Mm -hmm. know, you can apply it all over. But I chose the law school that was closest to my house. So I can work. (laughs) I can go to work. I can run the law school and then get home and you got to study law school. You got to study pretty much every night and read your cases and everything. So I needed something that was very convenient. And Torah was an amazing school. I suggested to everyone. So,
0: yes, I love it. So here you are. You've, You've told us the story of the sacrifice two jobs, law school, studying at night, no new friends, Drake all day, every day, <laughs> no new day. friends at all. But fast forward to today, you are a master networker. You are, I mean, thank you. you are, you're, you're everywhere. You're, you're, everywhere. You're, you're everywhere, you're doing major things. You and I have we share a publisher in common. Yes, we Good do. Good friend, shout out to Jermaine Miller.
1: Jermaine Miller. You know, definitely.
0: Yes. Um, we sponsor networking events together. Yes. New love York that. Real Estate mix Mixer, shout out to Curtis. Curtis. Um, and wherever I see you in the place to be, everybody knows you. You've got a corner, you're signing <laughs> books. Yes. But what I really love is your dominant presence on social media. Talk to me about how you created your style because there is no other attorney that's doing what you're doing exactly the way you're doing
1: it. Oh yeah. So I, I really appreciate that. Um I love networking in number one. So and I love that, you know, you're at the events and same with you. So I wanna give it back to you, Kevin. Everyone knows you when we go Thank to you. these events, so we know that. So I appreciate um you mentioning that. But um, the idea of the social media presence, you know, as an attorney, th- I wanted to be relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, when you think of attorney, you think, you know, you watch the court shows and intimidating and you know, all <laughs> of that. That's not even my personality. <laughs> and I'm like, at the end of the day, I want to be a child psychiatrist. Right. It's not right. like I was like, I want to be in the court right. and argue in these cases. No, and so, I wanted to show my personality. Yes. And so as an attorney, sometime I think we forget like, oh, I'm an attorney, I gotta be, you know, the law. Yes. But we're doing real estate. People are buying homes yes. and selling homes. This is a fun time, especially for a first time home buyer. I know what it feels like to yes. buy your first home. So that's how it kind of came about. Really, it came about, I had one client, we took just a picture and I posted and I was nervous because, you know, With attorneys, they say you can't advertise and you can't, you know, and you can't, can't, can't. And there's all these things that they tell you you can't do without a disclaimer or a disclosure or this or that. You know, and so as social media is coming, I'm like, I don't know if I could post why she needs to sign something. And it's I said, you know what, I'm gonna stop driving myself crazy. Yes. yes. So when the boomerang came out, I said, okay, we're gonna do a little yes. more than a picture. Then it turned into a boomerang. Then it turned into, well, what song do you like? Yes. Do you like a song? You know, and, and then you take the song that they and you attach it to the song. And then it turned into in the caption the acknowledgment of the person that put yes. the deal together. Because this has nothing to do with me. When someone's purchasing a home, they don't start with the attorney. No. They start, you need a pre-approval when you purchase a home. So shout out to all the mortgage lenders out there. Yes. And that's number one. And then number two, you need a phenomenal real estate agent. Yes. So shout out to all the real estate All the, ag- the, all the real estate agents that are out there that are putting these deals together. The attorney comes for the contract. Yes. So you've already dealt with these two phenomenal professionals, yes. your mortgage lender, your even your home inspector, before you even get to me. Yes. So I wanna shout you out the fact yes. that they trust me enough to work with you know me as their attorney. You could work with any, there's thousands and thousands of attorneys yes. out there and yes. you're choosing me, so I made sure that The post was celebrating the client where we're doing the boomerang and putting it to their favorite song. And then in the caption, we gotta shout out the people that put this deal together. Because if it wasn't for you guys, there would be no crystal doing any of these deals. It, it
0: doesn't happen. So Chris, you said boomerang. I know what it is, but some people in the audience <laughs> yes. might not know what the boomerang is. So <laughs> what is the boomerang that you speak of?
1: So boomerang is an app really. And so it's, or a feature. It's yes. a feature on Instagram. That's the app for it, but it's, it it it's a picture, a moving video, and it goes forward and then backwards. So if we're shooting, <laughs> if you look at my Instagram, we shoot money guns. Yes. You know, when when you close yes. in my office, we shoot a money gun, and you'll see the money shooting out out of the gun, and then it reverts back into the gun. So it's kind of like a cool feature, and so that's the boomerang. So you know, that's it's not boomerang. like I created the app or anything on the feature, but I saw it and I started to use it as like, that's kind of like my signature. So whoever created that feature, shout out to you. I would love to uh, to, to continue to shout you out. Let me ask
0: the obvious, Mm -hmm. your office, is in Melville.
1: Yes, it is.
0: Right on, right off, off the expressway. Yes, it is. How did your office receive you bringing the boomerang <laughs> and the music and the beats and the money game to the office? Because i never been there, but that wasn't there before Crystal Young got there. So how was no, that received? No, it
1: wasn't. You know what? And now, shout shout out to Ray Siris again. Okay. Now, Ray Siris owns the law firm. Okay. And Ray Siris is a phenomenal entrepreneur. He is... a a business professional, he owns the law firm and the law firm has, attorneys that handle various types of law. When I came there, I wanted to do personal injury actually. Okay. I had done okay. years in real estate and I said, you know what? Let's find out about this personal injury because he has a huge personal injury practice. Slip and falls, car accidents, Every that. Day. I'm Every like, day. teach me, I want to learn this, you know? <laughs> and so so I started in that. Um, At the real estate followed me. So as the real estate followed me, I started to, uh, you know, just I, I run the real estate department. So we created this team and all of that. Ray is such an entrepreneur and businessman. There's no question as to, I mean, if I'm successful, he's successful, yes, right? Yes. And so, and that's what makes a great leader Yes. because he saw that, listen, that's, you know, you're doing something on social media, no one's doing, so it's setting you apart. His friends and colleagues would even say, you know what? I saw a crystal. Guess what I see in the background? I see, you know. I I, I see, yeah, (laughs) I see I see the cirrus, you know, in the background and all of that. So it's like, you know, one person's success is another person's success, particularly in business. When you're working with people and you have colleagues, you want to always support what they're doing because that's only gonna bring success to you. So he's such a savvy businessman that he was able to see that and never once question Crystal why are you bringing the money gun or what's the music you choose or anything like that he encourages it I, he says Crystal you keep it going and that's what has helped me even get to where I am today because so of the support
0: it's a supporter race so let's yes. talk about one of the words I wrote down only were 10 words down for the interview one of the words I wrote down is mentorship and early you said you're a mentor yeah so I wanted you to talk about two things it sounds like Ray service is definitely a mentor in your life. Yeah, I want you to talk about the value of a mentor and what Ray's meant to your career. Then I want you to tell me about mentorship. What you're doing now?
1: Yeah, it's the mentorship is so important. One, you need someone to see value that you know you have, but they need to like almost speak it into you. People see. Like, Kevin, I see things in you that you know you possess, but you almost sometimes need someone to say it to you. Right. You know, and so that's the importance of having a mentor. A mentor is also someone that you can bounce things off of. A mentor is someone that has been through it and you go to them and you say, well, listen, I know you've been through this. So, like, what do you think? And it just helps. You to avoid the mistakes you would have yes. made if you didn't have a mentor. Yes. So that's the importance of having a mentor. And now I'm a mentor of big brothers, big sisters. Let's go. Mm hmm. And so my shout out to nyana <laughs> um, nyana is my mentee with big brothers big sisters we've been matched since she was 12 years old she's 16 about to be 17. Let's go. just went out to dinner last week she was telling me about colleges what, she's telling me she's like you know one of my girlfriends is it, she's in 11th grade she said my girlfriend 11th grade just got into Columbia. she's going to skip the 12th grade. Wow. And yes.
0: Ivy League. Recognize yes,
1: that. Absolutely. Which is so beautiful. So then it opens up the conversation. OK, where are you going to go? What do you want to do? She actually wants to be a writer. So which is beautiful because we have publishers. So when yes. you're ready for your book, yes. we got it. Yes. We, we have the publisher. So. It's just so beautiful because you get to, you know, give her that that exposure that she may have not had. Right. You know, has she seen uh, or ever even communicated with Uh, an attorney. She's going to be 17, you know? When do you have the opportunity, unless you're in trouble, to even speak to an attorney? Now you see there's an attorney. It don't make me no different from you because I have ESQ behind my name. So now she can be confident when she's with doctors and lawyers and professionals that, you know what? Well, my big, with big brothers, big sisters, is cool. (laughs) And she's a professional. So it's just very important to have, you know, a good mentor because it gives you that exposure that you would have not had if not for that mentor. So, well,
0: what I love yeah. is uh, you said you took it a dent to dinner, and some people may process that as a simple thing, but we take it for granted. In business, we get to go to a, not, a lot of nice places. Yes. Um, I have a thing in my office where I'll say we're going to treat customers and give them five-star service. But then I had to dial back because I had to make sure that once in a while I took my staff to have five-star service. So you taking a 16, soon to be 17-year-old to dinner, uh, wherever y'all went, y'all sat down and someone bought her a meal and she sees how you interact with the waiters, the waitress, those are life skills that she's picking up that they don't teach in school that's and that's the truth
1: (laughs) that is a hundred percent the truth because there's so many things i'm like man if i had this like growing up i had you know a beautiful childhood shout out to mom and dad yes but there's things that like she gets to experience i'm like man we didn't Good. And it's a different time too. So the things that the kids get to experience now weren't even available when right. I was growing no. up. No, you know, not to tell my age. So
0: <laughs> you are right. I'm not asking. I got a couple right. of bullets left. That's not in the gun. yeah, We not. We not. We not asking that. Okay. Good. Um, so a couple of couple of things that I do have written down that. Um, I, you know, I went through your IG page, I talk about what you post about. Um, I'd like to hear about um, your Law of Gratitude. Yeah. And, and 21, you were posting about your book club. Is that still going or was that just something that brought a group of people together before you published and everything that just uh, let people read some things in common?
1: Yeah, I, I love that you asked that. We'll start with the book club. And then that's gonna take us into gratitude as well because the book club has helped with that. The book club we started when they shut everything down. Got it. It started because I've a, I have always wanted a bookcase, like a huge <laughs> bookcase with a ladder. I don't know, I saw one one day long time ago and that's what I wanted. And so I bought one and I had maybe I don't know, 20 books on it, and, and then not even one. I actually, there's that's not, two that's not big the whole ones. <laughs> there's two big ones, and
0: so. <laughs> we're, we're showing the picture oh, right here yeah. of you in front of the beautiful the bookcase, In front of I love the
1: bookcase, it. yes. And so maybe 20 books, I don't know, max with some roller skates on the bottom shelf, <laughs> and some just to kind of, you know, make it look like it has stuff on it. And so, um, so I posted a picture and it's like, you know, they shut everything down, so now we have more time. So I, right now, now what I, <laughs> you know, those random pictures, do you post anymore? I don't know. But I posted random picture, I had an abundance of time. I um, And and uh, uh, a woman that I represented when she purchased her first home, who her and I became friends, her name is Valesa. She says in the comments, she said, oh, you should start a book club. Are you serious? And that's what I mean by people can see things or say things in you that like, you kind of know, but you need someone else to say it and push you. Just
0: those words have power.
1: That's it. You should start a book club. I said, well, I'll do it if you do it with me. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) And so, so what happened is we, um, you know, I, we chose a book and at, at, at that time, You know, it was like a lot going on. So we chose a book outside of what we're doing now. Um, You know, now we're concentrating on books with regard to personal development, motivation, things that are empowering, that are business uh, books that are going to push you in the direction of success. Yes. And mentally, spiritually, all of that. Um, Jermaine Miller, who is actually the publisher, has been our guide as we moved into the realm of uh, motivational books, because that's his wheelhouse. That's his thing. And so I went to him and I said, Jermaine, I need some books for this book club yes. and he gave us a ton of suggestions he actually we branched off and did a study group that he ran um, for a, a, a period of time but this is the start in 2020 just by someone saying you know uh, the, the hey you should start a book club now uh, the book club has expanded I have it's myself Sabine Franco nice. and Angie Thomas the three of us along with some amazing amazing book club members it's called the infinite mindset book club we meet on Sundays at 10 a.m. virtually and we read one or two chapters every every week and we just come in we talk about the chapters we have a host every week and it's just beautiful. There's some amazing, amazing people with some amazing ideas, viewpoints. It's, I mean, people are, come on and they're crying, they're being transparent, it's beautiful. So yeah, I just love it. So passionate about the Infinite Mindset book club.
0: Infinite mindset, infinite yes. mindset. So let's let's wrap by talking, uh, let's, we started with the book, let's finish with it. How has becoming an author changed your life?
1: Oh, geez. This book has gotten me into rooms that I probably would not have otherwise been in. Why? Because I'm a real estate attorney. Yes. So if you need a real estate attorney, <laughs> that's the, I'm the one to call. You right. know, you, you need a, um, you know, someone to represent you in the purchase, the sale of your home. But this book now has changed my title to author. Yes. Not changed, but added to yes. my the attorney title as an author. Now, I'm speaking in schools. Schools are saying, well, you know what? The kids have never met an author. So we need, it don't matter what you write. (laughs) We need an author to come in and talk about the book writing process. So it's brought me there and I love kids and I love being in schools and I would have never otherwise maybe had that opportunity. It's it's allowed me to become the authority in what I do. So now when a real estate agent says, well, you know, I have the attorney for you and she wrote the book about being a first-time homebuyer yes So now i'm the authority yes in in terms of you know who you want to work with as you know your real estate attorney well my real estate attorney was is an author also and wrote the book on being a first-time homebuyer you know so that's it's it's really set me apart in my profession and has put me in rooms that i would have not all Often been in, so I, I I'm really enjoying this journey, and so yeah.
0: So let's uh it. let's let uh, people know where they can find you, and yes. close out by telling us what's next. What should people expect next? Oh, I
1: love that. Okay, so my name is Crystal Young. I am a real estate attorney and author, bestselling author. Yes, you better add that. (laughs) Yes. On IG, you can find me at crystal.younglaw. I'm also on Facebook, Crystal Young. I have a business page, Crystal Young ESQ. You can find me on LinkedIn, Crystal Young ESQ. Um, What's next for me? I mean, I'm going to continue to promote my book. I have another book coming out. You are the first to know about it here <laughs> on this podcast. So, um, so yeah, I'm just gonna continue to do that. I'm gonna continue to motivate, be a mentor. I'm gonna continue to, you know, push people in that home on their home ownership journey. Um, and I'm just going to continue to smile, do my boomerangs. let <laughs> Push you, Kevin, and yes. your greatness. Yes, And everyone out there. So thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
0: Well, thank you for yes. coming behind the red door, being at the podcast. She said it all. I have nothing to add to it, nothing to take away from it. If you're not following her already on the bottom third of the screen, you will see her name, where you could find her on social media. First-time home buyers, if you're thinking about it, if you're scared, don't be scared. Go ahead and talk to a find that lender, find the realtor. But you already have your eternal attorney, <laughs> ladies and yeah. gentlemen, Crystal Young Esquire.